welcome to the Reclaiming Hope podcast. We are in episode 11. Um, We are still in the emotion series, and today we're going to be talking about sadness and depression. So we'll get into the definition of what those are, um, a rough timeline of when those things came in for the both of us, and what it looks like on the outside and inner thoughts. So, and then we've got some biblical references as well. So mm-hmm. we've got a a lot to unpack in this one. Yeah, so. there's a lot of content for this one. Yeah. Um, not super fun, again, to talk about. Um, we're two pretty upbeat, happy people. Um, so acknowledging, like, sadness, I mean, I think everyone gets sad, but sure. the depression, like, when it started to turn into more of, like, depression is when it gets hard for us to kind of talk about first of all because of the reason that we're sad and depressed and secondly like we don't want to feel that it's not enjoyable um so yeah the definition this is of depression um i think most of us mental health is kind of more prevalent now so a lot of people know the term depression Mm -hmm. um they can even see what it might look like in somebody but um the definition is persistent sadness and loss of interest in activities that you normally enjoy, um, not being able to carry out daily activities. And they give the criterion of with consistently for two weeks. Um, so that's depression. And it's interesting that it even ties in the, the sadness factor um, because what we were when we were talking about all of this stuff, I said that I felt like I was sad until a point until I got depressed yeah you know so it's just like so sad for so long that you turn into like this other emotion so Mm -hmm. we can get into all of that but um yeah i guess we're just gonna have to dive into it this one's not gonna be a fun one (laughs) we didn't even bring the tissues out (laughs) um so yeah it's all sad we lost a baby and then you have to deal with everything else on top of that Mm -hmm. of the grief cycle and moving forward in life and going back to reality and this is our reality and there's a lot of sadness there um so where do we even start (laughs) (laughs) kind of a jerk okay i can i can start so i i've each time i'm in a different phase of my grief i can look back and say oh that's what i was in but it's really hard in the moment to identify what you're feeling Um, because everything's just so clouded. So from my timeline that I've put together is initially you, I had the miscarriage. I did everything naturally. And that month is just kind of like numb, just like with the medical stuff and all that stuff going on. So then by the time you're coming out of that, you're just now hit with the reality and the, the grief and trying to process it. And I feel like I thought... I was depressed. Like, I was like, oh, man, I can't get out of bed. I'm just tired. All of these things. But after looking back, I feel like I was just sad. Like, I was just the initial grief loss process of just, I was crying all the time. And usually, I cry cry a lot. But I can, like, control it. I don't want to cry in front of people. So I can reel it in and I can do it in my own terms. But this was overwhelming. Like, I remember a time that our friends told us that they were pregnant and I was looking at Dom and I was like, we need to leave now. Like I cannot fake this. We need to get in the car right now. As soon as the door shut, I was in tears. And that was when I think he started to recognize because I'm telling him, I'm like, I cannot control 
the tears and the sadness right now. That's where I'm at with mm-hmm. my grief. Um, so I know I was sad. I would have called it depressed until I was moving into that that feeling a little bit more. And I was like, this is different than when I was just sad mm-hmm. about everything. Um, which I wrote it down because it just gets confusing when you've been doing it for so long. Like the timeline just seems so spread out. So yeah. I had my miscarriage in November of 2021. And I would say like I was initially sad and intermittently sad for an entire year. Right. Of just like now it's the first baby's, you know, due date and this and that. And I had a few people in my life, actually a lot of people in my life that were pregnant. So I was sad because I had to go to their baby shower and I had yeah. to do this and I had to do that. Um, so there was a lot of sadness. But I remember specifically when I kind of turned into this this numbing factor. And now it makes sense because the definition of depression is persistent sadness. And it's like, you can only do that for so long before your brain says, I I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to just cry and be sad. So let me just flip this switch in my brain and instead Mm -hmm. I just won't feel anything because that's easier. And um, if you watch the last episode when I was talking about anger, it initially started as anger because we had found out someone was pregnant and in my head I had justified why we should have a baby before they should have their second baby Mm -hmm. and I just like flipped this script and I just didn't want to care anymore because me caring has only brought me sadness Sadness and anger and anger yeah so I'm just going to flip this switch and not be not be anything and um this was now in November slash December of 2022 so that's a whole year after everything and everyone around me is probably assuming like you're good, Haley, because your loss was all the way last year. Yeah. You know, when in reality, I'm buckling down, getting ready for the first time past, like, when I found out that the yeah. baby was not going to make it, when I found out that I had to get a DNC. I'm going through all those timelines and moving into the holidays. And it was just like, I don't really care. I don't care about the holidays. I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't want to go. I'm not, you know, thankful. Thanksgiving, what am I thankful for? I'll yeah. come up with something because if not, it'll be awkward, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And that's when I could tell, again, not until I came out of that, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I wasn't doing well. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, okay, so I work at a psych hospital on the depression unit. And I remember sitting there with a social worker and we were doing our assessment and we were assessing a patient and he was asking all of these questions to the patient and I was like, is he doing this assessment on me right now or is he doing this on them, right? And I had to come home and I had to acknowledge all of that yeah. with Dom. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that I haven't been getting out of bed and that I haven't been folding the laundry and that I haven't been filling the blank, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like this, like, I will say, situationally depressed. Like, yeah. I've not struggled with depression my whole life. I'm a very upbeat person but situationally i was not doing good in that moment yeah you know i just got pushed to that that point where i'm like not doing much and um yeah and it was a hard thing to be like why didn't you call me out dom and he's like well would that have helped and really recognizing like what i probably wanted or didn't want or my own timeline and all of that and i remember telling you yeah we went out to uh hacienda (laughs) and eating some chips and i'm like yeah so that's fun. I'm, I'm depressed. You know, it's not fun to yeah. acknowledge. And this word depression has a lot of weight to it. I think that's why, sure. you know, um, 
So I had to come to terms with it and then figure out what I'm going to do about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm functionally sad, basically, is what it is. I'm going to work. I'm doing what I got to do. Yeah. I smile when people make me laugh. It's not like I'm just like Eeyore with like a cloud over my head all sure. the time. But at the same time, when I'm by myself. It's like the lights are on, but nobody's home type of deal. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like you were going about your day, but like. Just through the motions, basically. Yeah. 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 And when you're out the other type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing all the things and it was fine. But um, yeah, there's more to say tying into some like scripture stuff. But do you want to talk about? Sure. Your aspect of it. And there's going to people be people watching this right now that are finding out for the first time that I've gone through this. Yeah. And it's going to stink that they're going to know. And it's going to stink that they're going to feel bad that they didn't know or whatever it is. And so um, it's okay. We're doing okay. It's a it's a process through all of it. But yeah. so anyway. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a ton of it in the first one again. I think after the first miscarriage, I think there was just so much to process um, with emotions and all of that. I just, I I was in shock for the longest time, to be honest. Like, I just kept thinking, like, this is not happening. Like, this is not our life. This is not happening. Um, But that slowly turned into I was not getting out of bed. And I had put blankets over the windows initially because we don't have blinds. (laughs) Because it was bright. (laughs) Right. We don't have blinds in our our bedroom. And that was just so I could sleep during the day. But when Bennett tried to take the blankets down, I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Put those back up, bro. So, yeah. yeah, I wanted darkness. I did not want to get out of bed um, for for a while. I think we were home for a week and a half before I even went back to work. So that whole week and a half in the midst of Christmas, because I had my DNC the day before Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, I was just in shock and, and, and disbelief. So that was, it was hard to deal with all of that around the holidays. Um, and I remember Bennett was like, you have got to get mm. out of bed let's go do like yeah. go get dinner we'll eat in the car like let's just go get dinner and let's eat in the car mm-hmm. and so after like two or three hours of trying to convince me to get out of bed I finally did and I remember we were like five minutes into the car ride and I just broke down like I just did not want to be anywhere else besides bed so I knew yeah. at that point I was unwell mm-hmm. um and then when I had to go back to work, because we have to go back to work, um, that's when the numbness kind of set in. And the numbness scared me. I was scared by it. Because um, rem- you don't care. Right. Like yeah. about anything. Like I was driving and I was like, I this is, like I knew it was happening and it scared me, but I couldn't do anything about it. You know? Because it was also like a who cares. And we yeah. kind of talked about that with the anger one a little bit, but it was like, you can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> anymore yeah. you know like i'm at rock bottom try to tell me something that's gonna hurt yeah. my feelings it's not, it's not gonna work no, because yeah. i already switched off that sure that thing yep so then i remember the numbness scared me and i wanted out of it but i didn't yeah. know how um so that didn't last too long um <laughs> the anxiety picked up the yeah like, the anxiety's like oh my gosh <laughs> kicked into gear dude yeah. um so that was after the first miscarriage after the second um 
it took a little bit longer for sure because first of all it didn't feel like the first one obviously because we didn't do any of the medication at home so I was essentially just laying in bed being sad um but beyond that it didn't really feel like it was happening yet um so it it was just it was different in that aspect of like I'm you know, like my baby's gone, but it doesn't feel like it because the first one was so intense mm-hmm. at home. So yeah, I didn't, it didn't really hit me initially. Mm-hmm. And then it, it eventually came. And then it did. <laughs> and then it came. Um, and I was, I was deep, I was deep into it. And I just like, I didn't care in the slightest. Like I wanted the numbness to come because I knew it was going to come first of all. Cause I was like, I've, <laughs> I've been, done this before. Through this, It's going to come at some point. Yeah. But I was so sad and I was so angry that I wanted it to come so I didn't have mm-hmm. to deal with any of it. So it finally did come and I was like, yep, this is exactly where yeah. we want to be. Um, that's you, when yeah. I got upgraded to the once a week therapy. Um, some really hard questions were asked yeah. in that therapy session that made me feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But it didn't change anything. And I think I told you that. Yeah. Um, it didn't change what he was asking me upset me yeah. but it didn't like do anything to be like oh I need to snap out of this if yeah. this is what he's asking me I'm in a bad place yeah. like I need to like get Which moving I feel like happened with me when that social worker was asking questions I was like oh my gosh that's me yeah then I come home and I mean I say that like Dom didn't do anything he did he was always doing things but like in my yeah. head he wasn't just like flipping off the mattress saying get up you bum sure. like sure. he wasn't doing that but I felt like I heard what he said and I went home and I knew it. It's the, this is the worst part. I knew it. And I talked to Dom about it and I didn't change anything about it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, so that's a thing. Can you turn off the lights on your way out? Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, true. It's and, so true. Because it's hard to accept it. Yeah. As like where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, it's fine. I'm Haley. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And I mean, looking back at it, you're grateful that you're a Christian and you love Jesus and you believe what you believe because very hopeless and scary place to be in. Yeah. Even if it's just for a short amount of time and you know, it's going to end. Yeah, exactly. So, and like in our society, you know, people act upon such things when they get to a point in that of like, they don't care. I'm super numb. I want to be numb. And yes, it could stay for a long time. Yep. I mean, it can get dangerous at some point. So it's intense. Um, We're not trying to scare any of you guys, like, but we're just being real. It's the reality (laughs) of it, to be honest. Um, And I know probably some of you are like, Haley, why didn't you tell us? Kelsey, what's going on? Why did we not know? And I think this honestly just has to happen. I think it's part of that cycle that no one really talks about. Like, you're just not going to get out of bed. You're not going to eat for a little bit yep like you can be there for them but even if you're there for them just like our husbands watching us daily we're still gonna that mom might still have to go through this like i think it's just there's no i don't think there's any way to pull them out of it other no, than just, just being there being supportive and yeah being active and like what can i do for you today you know yeah but and then when they finally do tell you on a podcast, not being mad that they didn't tell you before because they didn't know it was happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean when you're in those moments, you're not gonna reach out to anybody saying no. this is where I'm at. Because um, you don't our, care. Our, our, right. <laughs> exactly. You don't care I, to I would prefer to be in bed 
being left alone. Yes, because if not, they're going to ask me questions. So I'm going to have to answer it and I'm going to have to acknowledge it and I'm going to have to change it. And this is easier or to put do on, right now. Put on a face, even if it's your best friend, put mm-hmm. on a face of like, I'm fine. Like this is, they know you're I'm not. Sad. Yeah. My friends knew I wasn't. When yeah. I finally said, I'm not doing well or like anything, they're like, yeah, we've known. <laughs> it's not a right you know when you're just coming home and only news. crying to us Haley you know yeah but mm-hmm. I think it just honestly has to happen yeah just watching them close enough to know that they're safe mm-hmm. and feel loved and cared for is basically all you can do yeah encouragement scripture yeah can pray for them being there yep because it's already so isolating that if they actually are isolated it's just going to add another layer of why this is yeah you know mm-hmm. lots of things there um mine was my my situation that i'm talking about like i felt i feel like i was i've been sad i'm still sad it goes up and down yeah the depression that i'm talking about was technically two weeks you know what i mean but it was it was kind of like the end of november beginning of December and through the holidays. Yeah. And then it was January and that's when you found out you were pregnant or December, January. Yeah. And I was really happy for you. And then after you had your second loss, I was like, okay, I need to get my life together. I need to like help you out. You know what I mean? So it kind of pulled yeah. me out of just like, you got to go be that person for her and you got to be there and you got to talk to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a long stint for me, but it was long enough for me because I'm, happy yeah so and those honestly those weeks feel like a blur to mm -hmm. me after we lost ethan like i was in it for probably three or four weeks Mm -hmm. um and it feels like it was maybe like two days worth um so a lot of it i i honestly don't remember um which is also kind of scary too but and it was also we live in indiana and it was december and january so it's like get out and do something what are we gonna do it's easy like you can justify like our brains are good at justifying why we're allowed to stay in bed yeah and why it's okay to whatever fill in the blank yeah bennett finally got to a point where he was like and my therapist had been saying that he was like you need to go through the motions of things you need to do things that you enjoy even if you don't you you know that you're not going to enjoy it right because you're depressed it's just a lot of work you just you need to do it i was basically tired yeah i'd be at work I'm doing my job. I actually am doing it okay. Like I'm getting comments like "Good job, Haley" or whatever. Yeah. But I'm still like, as soon as I'm done it, I'm just tired. You just I, I, I didn't remember yeah. telling Dom a lot. I just never feel like I woke up today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the sun came out, so all is well. We're doing okay. We're processing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard when there's no end in sight. It's mm-hmm. a. It's a. Hmm, how do I say this? It's easy to just kind of want to stay in that place because it's like, okay, no, I have to feel better because yeah. why? Yeah. Why do I have to feel better? You know what I mean? Well, and for a while <laughs> I felt like if I was going to pull myself out of it in some way, I was like moving on without them. Like I was moving mm-hmm. on without my babies and there mm-hmm. was a lot of guilt attached to that of like, okay, if I start to move on, this makes it one real mm-hmm. and two, I feel like I've like I'm leaving them in the dust. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard for me to process of to like get out of that of like, no, like it's time to move on. We need to heal from this. You need to get out of bed, you know? And so that was, that was really hard for me, but it was, 
it was easy for me to do in the moment of think, thinking of all those things and replaying the ultrasounds, you know, when they, when we found out there was no heartbeat. So it was easy for me to just be sad about it because I wanted to be, or be numb about it because I wanted to be. Yeah. That's the scary part when you accept it and you're like, I know I am. And I want to be like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be like this. And then you don't actually want to be like that. You're not having a good time, but it's easier than having to acknowledge it. Tell other people, tell God, take it up and do something about it. You're so tired that you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? (laughs) And I remember when I got to the point that Dom was there the entire time. But when I got to the point, I'm like, I'm ready to do something about it. I was like, it was hard because it's not like I had anything... Um, it's not like I I don't want to say I didn't have anything, but like I'm like, well, I don't have a kid to take care of. Yeah. It's not like I have a child that needs to be fed. Mm-hmm. My husband can feed himself. I yeah. can I can eat things like so you can justify it of sure. like and then it kind of brings out that anger because you're like, well, why? Why do I have to get up? Yeah. Oh, because I have someone to take care of. Yeah. No, I don't remember because I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I remember because I lost, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh-huh. Spiral. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, okay, let's get into some some happier moments, some biblical stuff. And this isn't actually happier. Sometimes it's hard to read the scripture because it's saying exactly it's what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to feel seen. Mm-hmm. But then you're just reminded that it's always been like this. Mm-hmm. And when is it going to change? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So one thing um, that helped me was um, the book of First Samuel with Hannah's story. Um, I remember reading it, and it was right around the time that I, it was Christmas and holidays and all this stuff, and we were getting invited to all of these parties and things like that, and I'm like, I know I should be better. It's been a year, so I'm even mad at myself that I'm not okay right now, Yeah. Um, and I'm good intermittently, but then when we go to a big event, I'm reminded that I'm not okay 100%, mm-hmm. and everyone was like having a great time. We were all wearing Christmas sweaters, and I remember like even laughing and being in the moment, but simultaneously feeling like I was like back and watching everyone have a really good time thinking, why am I not as happy as all of them right yeah. this second? Yeah. And that was not fun. And I had to talk to Dom about it. And then I started reading about Hannah. Yeah. Actually, I did a Bible study on like barren women in the Bible. So that, that, that was, sounds... <laughs> it's, it's a Great. lot. It's a lot. And, uh, Hannah goes to this festival that happens every year and everyone's like yes it's the festival time like we're so excited and her husband's like you should eat and she's like I don't want to eat and he's like come on like isn't like you should be eating so she eats reluctantly and then she slips away to a temple or you know whatever I don't know what they I think it was a temple to talk to God and she is literally like the words in it we were just reading it was like i'm just broken hearted she's crying and crying and crying out to the lord for a son cuz she is infertile um it said unconsolably she's like mouthing the words but nothing's like coming out so they yeah. thought she was intoxicated they're like man you are just struggling to even talk and she's like yeah, because I have nothing more to say. I've been doing this for so long. Like, yeah. I don't even want to be out there because everyone is having a good time. And I don't want to ruin it for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, all I want to do is have this child. Yeah. And I was reading it, and I was like, I'm getting the chills now. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Like, I can go to these events. And I'm like, why are you guys so happy? Yeah. Oh, it's probably because you have kids. 
it might not be why, but like in my brain, I'm just watching everyone be happy. And I'm yeah. like, I'm having a good time and I appreciate you guys. And I'm not like in the darkest pit, but I'm also not a hundred percent having a great time. Sure. Um, that was a lot for me to, to process. Um, yeah. Do you have anything? I'm going to pull up the other scriptures. Nope. That's all you. Okay. Okay. So let's see. The Psalms um, is what I'm going through right now. If you've been listening, I've been going through the book of Psalms and they are pretty brutal because this is the time that David was going through some things too. A lot of lamenting in, yeah. in Psalms, which is um, good, but it's it can be brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, and it's good because you feel seen. And then what I've been doing is reading it and then making my own prayer off of it. Mm-hmm. And usually I can like steal the words from yeah. there and then just be like from Haley, you know, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Psalm 4 says, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God, give me relief from from my distress, have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people turn from me? How long, how long, how long? And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I feel that. I feel like I'd say the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And the days that I can't, I know other people are saying it for me. Yep, exactly. And I'm just sitting here saying how long, because we're, we're in this, we've been in mm. this. How long will it be? That's a pretty you know? common question in Psalms of how long. <laughs> How long, oh Lord? Which means how long was he waiting to the fact that he was asking how long? Yeah. You know? Consistently. Consistently yeah. asking. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Okay. Psalm 6 is pretty brutal. I'm going to say a part and then I'll skip down a little bit because there's some stuff in between. But um, Psalm 6, verse 2. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Then it skips down to verse six. Um, I am worn out from my groaning. All night I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak from sorrow. They fail because of all of my foes. We. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. <laughs> I mean, we've lived those days, you know, like I've cried so hard that like my eyelids are like swollen, almost swollen shut. Yeah. You know, drenching a couch full of tears. <laughs> there it is you know yeah yeah it's hard because there's days that you're just not having a good day and you just cry all the way till you get home and then you tell your husband that you've been crying and he's like are you okay now and you say no and then you cry again yeah. and then there's other days that you're okay but mm-hmm. there's been times that you're like i just want to that's mostly what makes me sad when i tell john i'm like i just don't want to be sad anymore yeah it's exhausting it it's exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Deuteronomy 31, 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And it's easy to be discouraged mm-hmm. during this process. Like, it's actually probably number one feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> discouraged. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I think most people know this one, but um, Psalm 23, verse 4, talking about how we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are my rod and my staff, and you will comfort me. Which is good, because sometimes we don't feel comforted. You know, even our husband's trying to hold us, and we're like, this isn't it. Like, we need something bigger than ourselves right now, because you are hugging me, and I know I feel loved, but I still feel an ache, and there's still something missing. Yep. And then you feel bad that you're not better because 
your husband buys you ice cream, you know, and, which is helpful, yeah, <laughs> which we like. He knows I like vanilla, and but it's you're like, okay, I should be good because I have friends and I have support and I have God and I have all of these things, mm-hmm. and yet there's those moments where you come home and you're like, not a good day, yeah, not a good day, yeah. Um, let's see. And then John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in the world. You may have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Holla. That's the hope we have. I mean, this yeah. is reclaiming hope. We have a lot of things we can be hopeful for in our lives. Yeah. You know, we try to like highlight like, yeah, we might have been in this, this pit, but then we started this podcast and now it's pulled us out of here and we have mm-hmm. things to be hopeful for. But the yeah. ultimate hope that we can have is Jesus, which mm-hmm. is the only thing we got going for us. Do you know what weekend that you asked me to start this podcast? Oh, gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, not that you would be like, it was January, blah, blah, blah. Uh, between January and February. Yeah, it was like the end of February. It was like right at the tail end of like, I need to like figure this out. And Bennett and I were in St. Joe. Bennett had convinced me to get out of the house and we went to St. Joe for the weekend, which is like our happy place. And um, yeah, so I was laying on the couch and up in our condo and Haley's like, so I have this crazy idea. (laughs) you want to start a podcast and I was like that sounds great I don't know if I'm ready for that and yeah because you you had just lost Ethan so I knew it was going to be more miserable for you to kind of unpack all of this stuff but but we dove right in we went for it it's worked out so far (laughs) so far (laughs) doing doing okay so anyways which acknowledges what we can do about this each time we've been talking about all of the like anxiety anger mm-hmm. we can say this is what it turned into this is how we were responding we weren't getting out of bed and then this is what we did about it this is what we did about it we started talking about it and saying it out loud and holding ourselves accountable and telling people so then when our friends are seeing it we know they're not trying to call us out like yeah. i remember when michaela started saying things I'm like like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i just lost a baby can i be sad yeah I just went through another year of not getting pregnant. Can I be sad? Mm-hmm. And then you can start looking at it as, no, you might be, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you right, girl. You, you, you <laughs> right. Uh, there might be some things I need to work on. So yeah. acknowledging it, talking about it, therapy. Yeah. Praying about it. Praying about it. Lamenting about it. Reading lamentations, reading Psalms. Yeah. Recognizing that you could be sad. Oh my gosh, this is what the hope moms say all the time. Yeah. You can be sad and joyful at the same time. Yep. The amount of times that I've heard a hope mom say that, you can <laughs> it's be... It's so true, be, if They're going to watch this and they're going to be like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right, right, girl. <laughs> because they'll be like, can't you sit in joy for a friend and be sad for yourself? And I'm like, no, not really. I don't feel... I feel very conflicted in those moments, <laughs> but they're right. So we can yeah. be both, Yeah, you know? Which we're working on. These are yeah. all things we can go to Hope Mommy's meetings. We can just not let it get to the point where we're spiraling downward. I think self-awareness in all of the emotions that we've talked about is yeah. like the key factor. Yeah, absolutely. So you can say, okay, I'm starting to get to that point. I've been in bed for th- like three hours. Yeah. Is this going to creep What do I do about it? Yeah. 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 Let me make sure I'm getting out, mm-hmm. doing these things, calling Kelsey, being honest. Yeah. 
Ja. Puh. <laughs> We did good, though. We're doing all right. We did great. Ja. Um, yeah. There's a lot to unpack, but... Yeah. I feel like that's pretty much the gist of everything. Mm-hmm. Sadness, inevitable, depression, happened. Probably inevitable, yeah. to be honest. Happened. Yeah. And uh, there's other moms that are fresh in this that are like, oh, that won't be... I won't be depressed. Like, I'm really happy. If you knew me in high school and college, you would say Haley's never been sad ever in her life. Yeah. Like, I had this false sense of greatness <laughs> i don't know what it was uh so you're gonna get sad and then there's other moms that are like post 10 years miscarriage and post loss and they're like yep <laughs> round four yeah, you know? been around the block a yeah. couple of times with that yeah um, yep so just figuring out ways to who you who you're gonna have hold you accountable and ways to pull you out of it and i literally work on a depression unit staying like up to date on your hygiene you know, I don't know, all the daily things, talking to people, mm-hmm. coping skills, yeah. how you're going to manage your stress. It's important to have ready to go for when these things happen. Sure. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about hopefuls because this was, no pun intended, a depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And on a happy note, If anyone's I? still with us. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know what? 20 minutes, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Um, anyways, my hopeful is that we are starting to phase in to um, having other women on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we've had one at this point, Jessica, and we've got another one coming up here pretty soon. So I'm just thankful that we have we are in the community that we are in. It, again, it's not the community that you want to be in. Um, but it's needed. But it's needed, and I'm so thankful um, for the women in my life that have walked me through this, Mm. um, emotionally and physically. So, um, I'm just excited for other people to hear their stories and hear what they've done in their journey, because you can see a lot of good in it too. You can Mm. see all that God is doing and moving in our lives. And that's just a really cool thing. So Mm. I'm excited to, uh, dive more into our friends' stories. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, give different perspective, and yeah. all of them have had very different. I mean, we've had very different stories. Yeah, but they are different times of their losses. How long it's been since their loss? How mm-hmm. many they've had? All of that is yeah. different. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that. My hopeful is um, I've been. If you've been following, we've been doing tests and things like that for infertility, Dom and I, um, and so starting to get answers. I say that loosely because it's like we're finding out what's not wrong sometimes um which can add some confusion and more tests and more things but we're crossing some things off and at least see see a path um no matter what the answer is at the end of it at least we'll have answers to then figure out what's next in our life then you know so figuring some stuff out and getting that going i'm hopeful yeah it's a journey, but you got to start it, it's right? It's called the infertility so, journey. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. You got to start it. And that's, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging in with us. Thanks for listening. If you're still there. Some of you are like, <laughs> no problem. Um, uh, we've, yeah. We've this got, is tough. We've got one more 
um, in this emotional series. We've got self-blame next. Um, so stick around for all this funness. So. This is why we made it, though. We're not going to sugarcoat. We were happy the whole time. You know, time. we said that from the beginning that this it's isn't true. a super fun topic, but yeah. we got to talk about it because nobody else is really doing it. Yeah. So that's what we're sticking with okay we told you <laughs> there was a disclaimer right at the beginning if you've been watching from the beginning this is what's gonna be so Ugh. all right guys thanks and we will see you next time